welcome to Creating New York, the podcast that brings you great things to do in New York City and the great people who create them. I'm your host, Doug Slaywin, and welcome to our fourth episode. In this episode, we're going to take you to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, dangle you at the edge of a volcano, and let you breathe the cold, fresh air atop a glacier in Iceland. And all of that without leaving Manhattan. One night last month, I was walking through the Lower East Side when I stumbled into a storefront called Jump Into the Light. I'd never seen anything quite like it. When I went inside, I met one of the owners, Michael Deathless, who explained to me what it was all about. Jump Into the Light is a, America's, actually the world's, first uh, VR cinema and play lab. I'm going to stop him right there. He said VR cinema and play lab. What he's talking about is virtual reality. For those of you who are new to this technology, virtual reality is a computer-generated simulation of a three-dimensional environment. Basically, it's a computer-generated world that you can visit and interact with in what feels like a very real way. You do this by using special electronic equipment, such as a helmet or goggles, that have a screen inside. Sometimes you might also be wearing headphones or even gloves fitted with sensors. So this is what Jump Into the Light provides you. And as you will learn, virtual reality isn't just for gamers. It's going to be applied to many of our everyday activities and maybe even replace your smartphone. But before we get to that, let's get back to Michael and learn more about the experiences you might have at his place. Jump Into the Light is a, America's, actually the world's first uh, VR cinema and play lab. And we have uh, a bunch of different experiences. We have uh, four main stations. Uh, the first station, we're showing 360 videos. But like instead of just looking at a rectangle in front of you, we show the rectangle for the movie, but we also show everything else around you too, like behind you, above you, below you. Um, so... We might start you out in a helicopter over Manhattan, on a surfboard in Tahiti, in the middle of a, a, a horror movie, so you're all alone in a tent in the middle of the woods. So just like a broad overview of what's going on in VR cinema right now. Second station we call the Wizard Experience, and what this is, uh, this, is more, um, this is more active, more immersive than the first experience. So it allows you to use your bare hands uh, to create things, move things around, like reverse gravity, um, without any gloves, without any controllers, without a mouse or anything. Um, third station is room scale VR, is the HTC Vive, and that allows one to walk around in a virtual environment. So this is like full immersion, where you could walk the plank on the 40th story of a skyscraper. You could fly over the, a city in a jetpack. You can, um, you can shoot space aliens or you can shoot zombies coming at you like from every angle. And yeah, that's the, uh, that's the most popular one. <laughs> Everybody likes shooting zombies. And people are in the zombie games and I've seen a grown man uh, just rip the headset off and go, <gasps> just like scared and just like, no. Like it just took the headset, wouldn't, wouldn't, yeah. I've seen that happen multiple times. And then we have the plank experience where you're walking um, the walking the plank on the 40th story of a skyscraper and a good percentage of people just will not step to the right or to the left even though they know they're just on a regular floor they think they really it, 
the visuals in that experience tell your body that you're at the 40th uh, story of a skyscraper. And it's like, it's pretty terrifying, I think, for some people. And they won't step to the left or the right. They'll get back into the elevator, the virtual elevator, and go back down to the first floor. Yeah. And we have like a bunch of other experiences that I'm not even talking about. And the fourth one is like, we do 3D body scans. And that's basically like, we take a, we take a picture of you like from every, every angle. And we'll give you a three-dimensional representa representation of yourself where you could, you could spin that around. Um, you can see yourself from every angle, just like a doll. And that could be, that's on the internet. You would have like an archive of what you look like or your child looks like at the age of whatever, 10, you know? Um, and you can share it on Facebook. You could also take it to a 3D printer and have like a little mini-me of yourself printed up. As part of my visit, I had an opportunity to try the experience as Michael described. And the one I found the most convincing was what he called room-scale VR. While using this technology, I found myself standing in the middle of a city park. As I looked around, I saw buildings on all sides of me in flames, cars turned over and dumpsters on fire, and it looked and felt very real. In one hand, I held a flashlight, and in the other, a pistol. All seemed calm at first, but as I shined the light around the city, creatures, zombies, started to appear and march toward me. I attempted to shoot a few only to have others creep up behind me and seal my fate. The other room scale VR experience I tried was a technology developed by Google called Tilt Brush, which lets you paint in a three-dimensional space. It's almost like creating sculpture in midair. I was able to draw a circle, then continue to add to it until I had a globe that I could walk around and view all sides. From there, I created rings around it to make it appear like Saturn. And lastly, I used a feature in Tilt Brush to paint stars off in the distance behind my newly created planet. I did all of this in a matter of minutes and with a monicum of talent, I assure you. All of this reminded me of the first time I experienced the internet. It felt that big, a revolution. I drew that comparison in my conversation with Michael. When I um, was stumbling around and I initially um, noticed Jump Into the Light, one of the first things I thought of was in the early 90s where you would have internet cafes. And for a lot of people who couldn't afford computers, or couldn't afford um, internet service, that was one of their first introductions to the internet. And is that something good, that I you're trying story. to do here? Glad you brought that up, that's really funny. So we're in the first, the location of the first internet cafe in America. <laughs> so it's interesting you bring that up, yeah. Um, is it, so the parallels are real? The parallels are real, yeah. One of our missions here is that like, we're, we're evangelists for VR. Like, we love VR, we need to get the word out, um, and, and we really want to, yeah, we believe in it, we think it's going to really change the way we do almost everything. Um, so what are some of the, what are some of the applications um, that both you're envisioning and people sure. in the industry are envisioning where uh, VR is gonna be used? Obviously right now it's entertainment, for sure, to get people uh, interested, it's, it's the next generation of gaming, but that's, that's not my vision at all. I, I mean, of course, that's, that's awesome, and I like shooting zombies as much as the next person, but we have uh, a VR therapy initiative, and that's what 
Um, that's what excites me most, and I see the most potential for helping people actually is through um, like VR therapeutics. So we did um, two weeks at Mount Sinai Hospital uh, where we have, a, we have a couple of psychologists on staff and we're doing VR art therapy up there. And we're also working with NYU Langone Medical Center on, um, you know, like PTSD, stroke victims, accident victims, and just, uh, you know, VR. Among the other applications where VR is being used include highly specialized education and training. Imagine a doctor who gets to practice surgeries without any risk to real patients, pilots learning how to fly aircraft, and astronauts rehearsing delicate space operations while they're still here on Earth. All of this is happening now via virtual reality, but it's where VR is headed next that could have the most impact on everyday people like you and me. And this is where Jump Into the Light takes its name. A hundred years ago, approximately, the first cinemas cropped up and the screens were a hundred feet away and people became obsessed with it. And they were having the same sort of like reality distortions that we're having now. You always hear that story of like, um, there was a train coming directly at the screen and people started screaming. Or there was a fire on the screen and people started leaving the, the cinema. So that's happening again. But the screen was 100 feet away. Then in the 50s, approximately, TV started taking over. The screen was 10 feet away. Then we had desktop computers and the screen was two feet away. And then we had the smartphones and everybody's walking down the street with the screen one foot away. And then we have the, the virtual reality glasses where the screen is like right on our face. So we're jumping into the light. We love the light. <laughs> and I don't think that's going away. Like, I don't think, I don't think unless somebody like takes down the electric grid, it's not going away. It's only going to get, <laughs> we're going to get deeper and deeper into it. The contact lenses are next. The contact lenses are next. And he's not kidding. People in the VR community are already working on it. When you're driving, you won't have to look at your smartphone or GPS device for directions. You'll simply be looking at the road, and an arrow will appear in your field of vision, overlaying the exit where you're supposed to get off the highway. And Facebook is the company that's working hard to make this a reality. Back in 2014, Facebook paid a little over $2 billion for a company called Oculus Rift. They're a leader in virtual reality technology. Reportedly, Mark Zuckerberg and others aren't content with having their apps run on Apple iOS or Google Android. They want to own the platform that's delivering their content, and the platform is going to be virtual reality. So if you're in New York and want to take a glimpse at the future, stop by Jump Into the Light at 180 Orchard Street or check them out online to learn about even more things they're doing there than I could mention, including their VR coding classes, artist residency, and work-study programs. They even have VR events and parties. Also, if you'd like to see some videos displaying artwork created in Google Tilt and some of the other room-scale VR experiences I described, be sure to check out the Creating New York Facebook page. Until next time, this is Doug Slaywin for Creating New York.